It was a time when pro wrestling was a pop culture phenomenon. Talk about your songs, talk about John 316. Austin 316 says I just whipped your ass. Pay-per-view quality matches live on free TV every Monday night. Monday, July 6th. Look back at the battle between WCW Monday Nitro and WWF Monday Night Raw. It's me, Austin! Oh, son of a bitch! What? It's me, Austin! It was me all along, Austin! This is Reliving the War with Simon Tackler and Nims Azul. You can call this the new world order of wrestling, brother! Good afternoon, good evening, and good night, and welcome to Reliving the War. It's brought to you by the Grey Wolf Entertainment Network. Now, my name is Nim Sazor, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Simon Tackler. We've got a special edition of Reliving the War for you. We put 1996 in the rearview mirror, and we're ready to launch into 1997, beginning with the WWF Royal Rumble. However, for this pay-per-view... We thought we'd try something new and get you to come on the journey with us. Now, rumbles are a lot of fun, and we here at Grey Wolf Wrestling aren't the only ones that like to gather with friends to watch the pay-per-view. So for the first and probably only time, we're going to be doing a watch-along of the 97 event. Owen Jones, a.k.a. Digital Beard, returns for the Rumble, and we've also enlisted the help of our friend Neil Walters. He's one of the best videographers in the business. He's a Sony digital imaging advocate, and more importantly, he's also lived through the Monday Night Wars. So... Fire up the WWE Network, select the Royal Rumble 1997, hit play, and join us. Here we go, Royal Rumble time, first entrant. Someone from the nation. <laughs> Is it Farouk? Clearly not. Oh, it's Crush. So here we go. Here comes Crush, Hawaiian Crush. The first entrant in a Royal Rumble is always the most awkward sort of thing because sometimes it's someone good like a Jericho or something like that just chilling. Yeah. yeah. Well, wasn't the other year? Wasn't um, uh, Jeff Jarrett the opening entrant the other a couple years ago? That was last ago? year, wasn't it? Jeff Jarrett. I think so. Which was the worst. I think number one should always be someone that's in it to win it. Like, it should always be... Someone who this, has a chance. This, this is a serious shot here. Oh, well, here you go. Ahmed Johnson. People would have thought he had a shot back then. Yeah. And it furthers the story with the nation. That's like classic WWF Royal Rumble mm. stuff. Like, oh my God, they're feuding and they're in together. Like, yeah. It was sort of like, remember... Um, those classic HBK versus Angle matches started off with the altercation at the Royal Rumble. Yeah. Yeah, a good Royal Rumble builds feuds and continues feuds. As we saw the opposite with WCW in World War Three. Great ending, but in terms of the match, nothing was accomplished. Everyone see that WWF sign? Wild We're Wacky Fun. Wild Wacky Fun. Some Texas size 
Ahmed hulking up already. I don't know the times that anyone lasts, but I'm going to say Ahmed can't be in there longer than 10 minutes. <laughs> Crush's attire is also quite weird. It's because it's not... It's not ring attire. It's just... That's what he would wear. Just clothing. It's, it's what he would wear if he's trying to dress like a lady. <laughs> Red just looks weird on a guy with ring attire. You never see him wearing red like that. Especially all red. Splashes of red is good, but yeah, it's just like all red and weird. And Ahmed's tights aren't like your normal spandex. Now that, that look, right now, he's he looks like he's about what to do the wop doing? dance. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the red silk underwear. Weird, weird choice from Ahmed. No one was going to tell him otherwise, though. I'm so confused by his boots with, like, the flaps over the... Like, how, like, the fronts go high, cut higher than the rear. They're so weird. Rumbles really are boring until people are actually in them, hey? It just depends who the one-on-ones are. Like, this is all right. Some of the one-on-ones are sick. Here we go. <laughs> the cameraman's like, can we get someone else already? Oh, no. Bogner! Oh, no, it's fake, fake razor. razor. Bit of Bogner. Ah. Oh, production mistake. No, no timer, no music for poor Razor. That is the most fake Razor thing to happen, though. He gets no music and no buzzer. There we go. That's the bi- that's See you, Razor. There you go. That's the biggest cheer you'll get tonight. The Bogner's gone. Wow. Was that all he did? Did he actually wrestle as himself, though? Was he just... Mm. That was his only claim to fame. I'm sure he did some stuff in Japan, though, didn't he? Oh, Maybe. Everyone does. The worst number three in any entrant ever. That was. I reckon you could say that with confidence and not even have yeah. to look it up. Yeah. Number three is always such a big one because you, you like you've got to break up just a one on one. But he just added absolutely nothing. Uh, what? No reason for what? him to be on the inside. He just climbed over the top rope to chase Farouk. He just eliminated himself. He did. What an idiot. What the hell? There we go. That means number four is going to be big. Yeah. Wow, that was hilarious. Ahmed just like, I'm out of here. <laughs> I no, take no back clock. what I just said. <laughs> oh, no, no. Your favorite side. The Godwins. I thought we were done with them. <laughs> as um, Of course, I go oh over my- in Texas. As Nim said before, the roster was thin in 97. Incredibly thin. Let's not forget that. <laughs> So going back to what I, I think, I want to revisit what Neil said about the number three entrant because it is quite important. Because like, there's a whole it opens up a whole different like you can have say if it's a faction member, you can then double team the one guy there. If it's a completely new person, you can have like a three way that happens. There is just so many different stuff, and when you get someone that like fake razor, it really just takes a huge downer on the entire thing. And it's the first one the crowd has counted down for. And it's like, oh, it's Razor. Now, is this pig or hog? Ooh. Honestly, I actually don't know which one's which. Because it was 
P. It was Phineas I and Henry O. Henry O. Yeah. I think that's. I Phineas. think. I think it's. Is it? Is he Phineas? No, Phineas is Midian. Yeah, that's Midian. Yeah, that's yeah, Phineas. that's Midian. Yeah. Oh, okay. So that's. Now I'm confused trying to say Midian and Phineas. <laughs> wow, that's hard to say back to back. Here we go. So on the on uh, the Sports Skedia website, I've got the five best number three entrants in the Royal Rumble. Number one. Uh, add. Hang on. Part one is here. Let's have a look. Oh, Steve Austin, number four. Still, still a heel though, so not the reaction you'd normally get with the glass shattering. But all of a sudden, the way that he presents himself compared to the other guys, business has picked up. Yeah, you've had a few like real gimmicky guys, and now you've got the stone ass kicker. Shout out to Sports Skater for having the worst website in the entire world. It just gave me these bull... Okay. I'll just ignore what I just said over the last 35 seconds. Thank you very much. <laughs> oh. Now, I should point out, too, the reason, in case you, you haven't been watching early... Uh, the Attitude Era. The reason that we keep confusing Phineas I. Godwin with um, with Midian is because later on he gets sacrificed by the Ministry and becomes Midian. Mm. That's right, sacrificed. For some reason, when The Undertaker was starting his cult of wrestlers, one of the first people he drafted into the cult was Phineas I. Godwin. He was like, I need him in my cult. Oh, stunner. Here we go. So weird seeing people boo Austin. Mm. Yeah. Mike Merrow? Ooh, whose music is this? No, it's not Merrow's. Cameraman doesn't seem to care. Hasn't cut no. to it. Oh, oh gun. Just when we thought we're done with the smoking oh, gun. Straight out. Oh, I thought he was just going to slide him out. Oh, Bart Gunn with the worst Famouser ever. And see you later. Uh, no. What? That's Man, uh, Bart Gunn I was say, sucks. That's something you don't see a lot in is people grabbing both ropes mm. and yeah. rumble. It seems like such an obvious move, but nope. I oh, doing push-ups. I feel like Bart Gunn wasn't meant to grab those ropes. Here's another thing that you'll notice about Stone Cold Steve Austin. Like, he... And this is just how great he is. He knows how to get people eating out of the palm of his hands. He runs rumble mat moments ever. Yeah. Where he looks at his wrist like Is this a where he checks the watch? Yeah. But he doesn't... Yes. Yeah. There it is. And then his reaction when the person he's not expecting comes out is amazing. But Austin, yeah, was the man. And he had the record for years of, like, most eliminations mm. and most wins. Like, the Royal Rumble, this is where it kicks off for him. Oh, no. Here it is. Jake the Snake Roberts. Bit of history here, because obviously, Jake the Snake Roberts 
is the man that Austin defeated in King of the Ring 1996. In fact, led to the Austin 316 uh, famous quote. Yeah, you talk about your Psalms, talk about John 316. Well, Austin 316. But man, Jake in 97. Oh. Oh. Now, the other night I watched a match from 1999 of Jake Roberts. Um where he was very it was him versus Jim Neville Neihart and they were on a lot of substances that aren't particularly legal and it ended up being turned into a tag with a very big Yokozuna and King Kong Bundy that's right the world famous Legends of Wrestling pay-per-view from 1999 yes and um, the show finishes with Jake the Snake just stripping off naked in the middle of the ring and they cut the pay-per-view this is before then, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is not how the Royal Rumble finishes. <laughs> that yeah. was the shortest two minutes of all time, or 90 seconds of all time in Royal Rumble. I think someone saw Jake and was like, let's speed this uh, this elimination up. One of the nicer people I've met in wrestling. Oh, really? Yeah, he's okay. lovely. Oh, yeah. Speaking of substances, the British... <laughs> <laughs> No, I love the Bulldog. I love the Bulldog so much. When you actually think about it, like when the Bulldog was sort of saying, when they talk up his um, pedigree when it comes to the Rumble, he actually was like in the final four in quite a fair few Rumbles. With with good reason too. Yeah, Yeah, like Bulldog was a big deal. His short hair looks weird. Yeah. I prefer, I, like, the, I prefer the braids. I like short hair bulldog. Oh, you like braid? <laughs> braids bulldog's great. Braids WCW bulldog or yeah, braids yeah. post uh, uh, British bulldogs uh, sort of bulldogs? Whatever. <laughs> Did he ever win the world title? No. That's crazy. He was definitely a tag guy, wasn't he? Tag guy. I see. Yeah. I see European hardcore tag. Everything but the world title. But back then you could. There were so many guys who didn't win the world title, but like they were still legends, like Ted DiBiase or Owen Hart or Bulldog or Mr. Perfect. You didn't think, oh, he didn't win the world title. He sucks. Now everyone's expected to win the world title, and everyone does. Well, I don't know if it's a good thing. Let's not forget too. DiBiase bought the WWF title. That is true. But yeah, you're right. People had knew their roles. Hmm. Quote unquote, The Rock. Here we go. Our next entrant. Who is this? Who? Hero. There we go. So we should point out too, the roster is very thin in the WWF in 1997. So much so that they need to boost it with some Mexican wrestlers from AAA. It's crazy. You've got like legit legends and like greats at the time, like Bulldog and Austin. And then you've got, yeah, some guy that no one's heard of. Do you know the British Bulldog reminds me of though? Dolph Ziggler. Very similar, like always in the same kind of situations, never at the top, but always in the final four. Yep. And, yeah. And you always think this is the time where he's going to get he's going to get his time in the sun. And it never happened. One of the more reliable guys. Although Ziggler's last world title run was fantastic. And also, much like uh, Dolph Ziggler as well, anytime you did want to like give them a, a bit of time in the limelight put the tag team championship on him yeah that's it or put him with a Canadian like, Robert, like Bobby Roode Bobby Roode is the Bret Hart and the, the, and the Owen Hart yeah, yeah. yeah. 
How's Bobby Roode having it all gets eliminated from contention for a while because of his little substance abuse and comes back and now's a champion? Yeah. How he does it. Looking bigger than when he left. Mm. I wonder how that happened. Oh, no, who we got? Oh, the Sultan. Very That's Rikishi. International mm-hmm. flavor. That is Rikishi with the Iron Sheik. <laughs> the goddamn king. The greatest Twitter Rikishi. account of all time. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, the it is. The Sultan is Rikishi. I didn't know that till like years later, and I was like, "Really? That was the Sultan?" Like, I often, I often, um, because later on, Tiger Ali Singh used the music for Lowdown, so I was half expecting D'Lo to come out dressed (laughs) in a turban. That would have been great. Another underestimated, uh, underestimated uh, tag team, Lowdown. Lowdown. D'Lo and Chaz. D'Lo and Chaz. No one could make Adidas tracksuit bottoms look better than D'Lo and Chaz. Nice shiny pants. Rikishi must have thought at some point, like, man, none of this is working. Like, his earlier gimmicks never went anywhere. Then he was Rikishi, and they were like, wear a G-string and dye your hair blonde and dance. And he dance. probably thought, like all right. Pretend like he's sort of Japanese, I yeah. guess, maybe a little bit, but and not. It, and that's what worked. And dance with Scotty Too Hottie. Dance with Scotty Too Hottie and, and make millions of dollars because of it. Like, what a turnaround. Let's not shy away from his greatest co- contribution to the wrestling business, though. The Usos. Oh, yeah, hell yeah. True. I know, really. Like, he gave us that. Mil Mascaris, that's sick. Yeah, <laughs> I think, I think the, the sixty thousand plus then they're in the Alamo Dome right now are sharing Neil's uh, viewpoint here. That's the thing, legend of Mexican wrestling, like actual god of Mexican and wrestling. Nobody of WWE. Everyone's sitting there going, "Who's that?" Fine, mm. takes down Rikishi. Cool. He's actually in the uh, Hall of Fame, though, isn't he? The WWE Hall of Fame. Is, yes. Yeah. But so is Donald Trump. So <laughs> yeah, let's go. Don't put I a Mexican in the same sentence as Donald Trump. <laughs> <laughs> we need a wall around that. As a side note, do you remember earlier uh, or late 2019 where for some reason the US title was just being traded around by all of the Hispanic superstars on Raw? There was that theory going around on Reddit is, is Vince McMahon doing this as a rib to Donald Trump because they're mates? Oh, wow. Like, (laughs) it's a pretty good rib. It's a really good rib. Just calls him up. Just stick it on the Mexicans. They'll think it's funny. (laughs) We'll just take the piss out of him and then take it off him when we want to. You do a really good Donald Trump. Thank you. That's really sad. You're fired. And here comes Triple H. Oh, yeah. Still selling the leg a little, see? From the match with Gold. See, what a worker. Hashtag psychology. What a worker. But then gets in the ring and it's fine. And again, look at the roster. Like, you've got these guys. They're so close to getting there. Like, Triple H, Rikishi, and Austin. Three of the biggest in the next couple of years. But right now, here, you're like, oh, it's not there yet. Meanwhile, Bull- yeah, Rikishi... Bulldog had already had his run, yeah. Yeah, and by yeah. the end of 97, he goes to WCW as well. And so does nothing! Nothing. Breaks his back. Thanks to the Ultimate Warrior. Yeah, the trap door. Not good. Now, here's the other thing, too. Like, I still can't take Rikishi seriously because he's... 
he's not as built as in size-wise as Rikishi was, and it looks like he's cosplaying as a cross between Sabu and Bane. Yeah, and a Mortal Kombat character. Hmm. Meanwhile, British Bulldog's hair looks a bit like Matthew Perry's. <laughs> Could I be any more British? Like, <laughs> <laughs> very good. Yeah, like it's not a bad rumble so far. I think it picks up near the end from what what I remember or from what I hear people talk about. Well, at the moment, this time in WWF, the only heavyweights, like the real players, Bret Hart... And maybe like the Undertaker are the two like holy shit kind the of superstars. Yeah, the in. super and duper stars. Like Austin's in it, and no one popped for him. Triple He's H not, is in there. Yeah. Owen Hart. No one's. He's carrying a slammy with him. For Great him. music. And then you've got Sid and Sean, but they're in the main event. They're yeah. not in this. Yeah, Owen's music is so sick. Here it is, Owen. Great. Owen jumping on board the uh, the this this now just slow burn of. Heart Foundation versus Austin. Austin, yeah. yeah. It was a thing. See, there they are, teaming up against Austin. Now, sadly, it has obviously been um, one of the one of the most unfortunate things is since Owen's passing, like he and Austin never actually made up, like mm. for the for the botch at Summer at SummerSlam '97. Well, we accidentally threw out Bulldog. <laughs> Owen Hart is one of the greatest, like, he pantomimes so well. One of the greatest heels of all time. Mm. He put me out. <laughs> you know who's a really underrated wrestler? Davy Boy Jr. Right. He's, he's son. like a real weirdo from what it seems. Oh, he's an absolute... He's a strange unit, but he's a very good wrestler. Yeah. Him and Lance Archer were one of my favourite tag teams from about three or four years ago. They were good. They were awesome. Yeah. Goldie's back. And Neil's girlfriend's not far behind him. So here we go. Does he go straight? <laughs> does he go straight towards Hunter? See, I don't mind it when guys have a match, then they're in the rumble, because you sort of can continue mm. the story. Yeah. yeah. I thought Goldust by the end of his career had some of the most entries into it. Like there was a point where I remember him like Every time he came in towards the end, they were like, you know, in his like record breaking or at least like a like a shitload a of. Lot. Um, well, entry. remember, remember, like when he left the WWE, like he was still in the WWF till the start of AEW. So, mm. at one point in time, they kept billing him as like, you know, he is one of the founding fathers of the Attitude Era. Yeah, yeah. which is weird and also accurate. Kind well, of yeah, accurate. Watching it back, yeah. Because when um, because when they did All In. He was posting about Cody, but he couldn't really... He was really, like, vague about his posts. Yeah. Now, was he... If I recall correctly, he actually was at All In, like, backstage, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. But he couldn't document it. Wow, they rushed that... Yeah. Oh, it's the greatest thing ever, like, backstage at, um... at a like at a wrestling show where the rumble's being planned, it's like it's it's ninety seconds in wrestling time. Yeah, it's never ninety seconds. Yeah, I've heard him refer to it as Titan time. Like they just make it up. It's not really ninety. 
Who is this guy? Another Mexican guy. Looks like Luchasaurus. <laughs> <laughs> we got like yeah, the Lucha division in this rumble just pairing off with each other. Mm. How good's fluffy hair trips? Oh, he, it's peak two, 2003 when he comes back and just when the hair dries out. <laughs> it's like Kane in every Royal Rumble. Yeah. Starts wet and ends very just fizzy. Just ends up looking like, like he's stuck a fork into an electrical socket. <laughs> yeah, I think Mr. Perfect, Triple H, Kane and Seth Rollins for like yeah. hair that just gets out of control by the end of a match. Mr. Perfect, the best seller of all time. Do you know who's got the least frizzy hair of all time? Roman Reigns. It yeah. never goes frizzy. Never. Always wet. He, um, yeah, there was that uh, one of those backstage docos, like 24 or whatever. He puts water in his hair, but he also puts, like, yeah, conditioner mm. pre-match. So it's water and conditioner. That's why if you ever look at, like, there is stains on the mat <laughs> from when he... hair product. Yeah. But if that gets in your eyes, that'd burn a little bit. I condition doesn't burn. As a long hair, doesn't it? Oh, you know. Okay. The world man. Yeah, <laughs> here it is. Yeah. Vince McMahon has lost his mind, and so have I. The wild man, <laughs> Mark Merrow, and that very nice lady Sable. You should meet her if you get the chance. Like Vince couldn't say enough nice things about that couple. Oh, this is hilarious. Mil Mascaris just did a dive to the outside to eliminate himself. The story goes he would only agree to be in the match if no one would eliminate him. (laughs) Oh, there we go. Yeah, see, he gets out on a technicality because he was that much of a big star. No one could throw him out. And there we see Sable outside watching Mark Merrow. The wild man! <laughs> the wild thing! <laughs> oh, there wow. we go. There goes Triple H. Was he really that over? No. No, <laughs> no, no, no. no. He, was over, he was over in one man's brain. And it starts with Vince and ends with and, McMahon. And by over, I meant his career was so <laughs> yeah. But again, we're seeing some of the the lesser guys get eliminated. We've got, like, main guys in right now. Despite what we just said about Mark Merrow. Well, the thing is, like, Mark Merrow, like, in Vince's eyes, he's the biggest superstar in the world. He's the next big thing right now. And then the next big thing would steal his wife, so... Oh. Lad and lover. Damn. Simon just gone (laughs) cold-hearted. Oh, 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 you can super kick Goldust in the arm. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of the, one of the strangest things you'll ever see. Oh, is he going to do Shattered Dreams to Goldust? Oh, no. No, no. Has he got the, has he got the Playboy oh. bunny on his... Man, this guy's just yeah, super on this, on, on this, on Yeah, he does. Well, he's a Latin lover, which means he's Latin and he loves people. <laughs> <laughs> Sable or Terry? Sable. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Sable and Terry will sing the same edition of... <laughs> oh, yes! 
Now, who does the who, who, who skins the cat best? Michaels. Sean Michaels. Sean Michaels. Yeah. Does it Michaels. Michaels by a mile. Ricky Steamboat would do a good one too, but Sean Michaels took Ziggles. it. Ziggles. Ziggles does a pretty good Ziggler one. Ziggler does a good one. But I'm Sean also Michaels. just a Ziggler party, yeah, so. Yeah. <laughs> but there was oh. a very, like, I was watching a YouTube thing about this the other day. It's like, Ziggler's done it more times than anyone in history just because of how much he's modelled himself off of Sean Michaels. <laughs> Here comes Farouk. Farouk. So going on to uh, like you know the obvious racial overtones of the nation of domination. Do you remember when D'Lo Brown made his return to Raw in '03, and Teddy Long was his manager, and they did the D'Lo Brown White Boy Challenge, where they'd get a random white wrestler to come out so it'd be like local talent and D'Lo would beat him, beat him in short succession I thought that was Rodney Mack yeah Rodney Mack was after really D-Lo. was it yeah. D'Lo first it was D'Lo wow, first that's... Oh, oh here we go God. it's Ahmed Johnson with a 2x4 the... how big is that 2x4 <laughs> that's a 2x8 <laughs> that is amazing the crowd's popping off wow, for okay. it Ahmed just ran out with like basically a uh, rowing oar yeah He's starting to build a house. <laughs> he is. This is the sort of stuff that two people on the block would need to carry. Yeah. Okay, that was awesome. Ahmed just running in. Again, he needs to get bigger tights as well. So over. Ahmed, like, had a moment there. Here we go. Wait, Austin's eliminated everyone again. Do you reckon this is like them testing the waters to see how well... Is this Austin dude a fad? Yeah, I, I reckon. Like, he, can he anchor the match on mm. his own? Him and Savio, though. He, that they was definitely could. first yeah. feuds. Oh, you, Savio, Austin, Austin's done essentially nothing since he's been in there. So it's like... You, at, at, you watch these old kind of pay-per-views and you can kind of tell who's going to stay for the longest or who stays in the corner for half an hour. Yeah. And you're like, okay, you're going to be there at the end. Now I've heard I've listened to a fair few of Austin's podcasts. He has always said that his favorite, one of if not his favorite, Broner is Savio Vega. Yeah, yeah. They had one of the Austin's most, first like good. One of the most he's, Austin says he's one of the, he's one of the most underrated, yeah. one of the best workers he's like, of all time. Well, it's it's uh, the best way I can sort of put it is. It's like how Jericho always gives credit to X Park for getting him make like sort of acclim- oh, acclimatizing him to the WWF. As Austin eliminates Savio Vega. Nice sequence, though. That was, like, you know, some of the better action so far in this Rumble. And now we got Austin waiting in the ring again. Oh, double elimination. He got Wildman and Owen. But here we go. They're going full speed ahead with Austin now. You know, they're starting 97. He's got the showcase in the Rumble. You reckon Brett's in next? He's in at some point. Not yet. Okay, who's this? Oh, oh. no dog. <laughs> okay, that was a good line. Now, is this literally just them ripping off Jeff Jarrett? So, no, he's the real Double J. So he was the roadie. 
So he was Jeff Jarrett's roadie, and the story was meant to be that when Jeff Jarrett sang his song, the real vocals were done by Road Dog, and then Road Dog would turn face and feud with Jeff Jarrett. But after Jeff Jarrett lost the Intercontinental title to Shawn Michaels that night, he said to Road Dog, "Pack your bags." They left the arena, and he's like, "I'll get us a deal at WCW." Jarrett got the deal at WCW, and Road Dog was jobless for like a year and a half. So then Road Dog was revealed as he's the one that was actually the one singing those vocals. Yeah, but by that point, no one really cared. <laughs> and he was the real Double J. That's J E double S E J A double M E S. So they misspelt James just so they could do the double. Have the same cadence yeah. as Jeff Jarrett. <laughs> And poor Road Dog, like, yeah, right here, you're like, this guy's got no hope. But he puts it together, too, eventually. Here we go. Great camera work here and amazing selling by Austin. This is, like, the iconic shot from this show. You can tell at, at the start, Austin <laughs> comes out to zero reaction. Yes! Amazing. <laughs> that that That's so good! <laughs> great reaction, great shot, because it's... Bret Hart and Bret Hart like has just got laser sights on him literally and figuratively <laughs> and here we go top three best interest music of all time oh amazing song. easy yeah this is but like this is the this is fantastic production work too look at it I'm also a Bret guy so <laughs> and this is what you want just these two just beating the crap out of each other Because was, was it Survivor Series 96, 96 was, the big, was the big was the big match, yeah? The next one is the bigger one at WrestleMania. But yes. Survivor Series is amazing and that, yeah, kicks it off. Survivor Series is the one where Austin sort of gets put on the map as like, hang on, this is a guy to watch. This, WrestleMania 13 is clearly the one where he, he's cemented as like, he's going to be a main eventer. Now, that's the one that on Edge and Christian show that where, where, these, where these two actually went through the match, yeah? Yeah. 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 But this Royal Rumble is, yeah, the middle part of that story. So this is, you know, chapter two, if that's chapter three. Yep. It's weird, isn't it, how Brett was considered, like, a small guy. But you look at him next to Austin. Like, yeah. Brett was thing is, though, but the thing is, like, you look at Bret Hart at WrestleMania 2. He's a small guy. Yeah, compared to, <laughs> yeah, Andre the Giant and King Kong King Bundy. King Kong Bundy and, and all those guys, yeah. yeah. Oh, the sharpshooter. Oh, no. Oh, this Waller. is fantastic. <laughs> that might be the first time they've done, yeah, the commentator gets up. I love it. Because they have done more, more recently with JBL. That one year they did it, though, I, I thought was my favourite when it was Lawler got... No, yeah, Lawler got in. Michael Cole got in and Booker T, T got, got in. in. <laughs> and the Booker T reveal, I'm pretty sure he stood up <laughs> oh. and had no pants. And there goes Lawler. That must have been the record for years of quickest elimination. Now Bushwhacker Luke. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just straight in. And he keeps marching off. I think they went to do it there and he messed it up. Mm. He went one and then he went again. Yeah, Bushwhacker was the best. <laughs> So another thing too, this is also the start of like the iconic Bret Hart gear. 
Oh, it's so good. Because man. remember how beforehand it would alternate between a top, a top pink, uh, the top half would be pink, the bottom half would be black, yeah, yeah, or the bottom half would be black and the top half would be pink. This is kind of this is the screw job attire that he sticks through up until WCW, yeah. where he then goes to all pink pants. It's pretty awesome. Like Brett had great gear. Mm. For a time when, like, oh, a man wearing pink still might have been weird for whatever reason. Like, yeah. Brett looked awesome. I'm a big fan of the butcher singlet and the, and the, and the pants. It's a good look. Here it is. Oh, Baby oh, Diesel. Oh, yes! Now, Simon and I were saying this on an earlier episode, but... You you really have to feel sorry for Glenn Jacobs because in terms of, aside from being a better character, he's a better wrestler as Diesel. He... He's more he's more agile. Like he can do so many things that Kevin Nash can't do. The only downside to him being Diesel is he's not Kevin Nash. Yeah, that's his only crime. He comes as fake in Diesel. and he calls himself Petrol, and he goes out as one of the greatest <laughs> <Yeah>. ever. <laughs> and of course, Jr. just like has to keep saying how great Diesel is. It's like, let it go, mate. So this will be something that we'll bring up later, obviously, when we cover Bad Blood, but it, interesting how Glenn Jacobs starts 1997 and finishes 1997, yeah, wow. isn't it? You don't really think of him in 97, but I guess he was still Diesel at yeah. the start. Yeah, you would have yeah. thought Diesel was, like, fake Diesel was a thing way earlier on. Yeah. Yeah, same year. Yeah. Like, yeah. So they took him off TV figured out the cane thing and were like here here's your last shot and it's so weird that no one put it together for years yeah. I had no, no idea no one knew who Kane like, was really like and it, like all you've got to do if that was these days you'd be able to figure that out in a heartbeat yeah go, baby oh, that's a dude I saw two months ago huh. oh poor Terry Funk oh, it's yeah. no reaction oh though. come on they're in Texas and they're like what he's the king no music no oh, Terry Funk don't need no music Part of me wonders, in the original release, did he have music and they've just had to get rid of it because of rights? Normally you wouldn't hear commentary if they've dubbed the music. Yeah, that's true. I think he just straight up had no Forever. music. There's been like nine or ten of them that haven't had any music. I yeah. There's like technical issues, so... Forever! Oh, best. The fact that Terry Funk's still alive blows my mind. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there it oh, is! there we go. Amarillo, Texas for Terry. They... They're the fans. I miss those walk-by signs. Yeah. <laughs> they used to be so sick. Bit of planning, ladies and gentlemen. Get with it. And in the Attitude Era, it would always be an insult. It would be like, John sucks. Yeah. <laughs> Chris is lame. Jack is here. <laughs> cool, Jack. <laughs> there he goes. Crazy that Terry Funk would wrestle in the WWE like at One Night Stand 2 in yeah. 2006. Like, it's crazy. Oh, The Rock. Oh, oh, yeah! Rocky Maivia. Blue Chipper. <laughs> the Blue Chipper. It's so weird that like four years from now... Whoa, how good was that ring entrance? Did you see that? That was smooth. He slid on his knees and did a 180. That was... So how good is this? Rock and Austin. Rock and Austin, yeah. <laughs> 
To be fair, everyone in the ring lo- right now is like an all-time great. Yeah. <laughs> like, I think, yeah, pe- like looking back at this rumble, you can see why people like it. Like, mm. aside from all the Lucha dudes, it's a... And the not wild the, man. The wild not, man. The Lucha, the not the Lucha doors, the Lucha dudes. <laughs> the Lucha dudes. They're my favorite wrestlers. Yeah. The Lucha who's. <laughs> and there goes oh, Terry no, Funk. The Funker. Oh, no, Stay in. Terry Funk's doing some good fake eliminations. He was like, get off me, Brett. Yeah, man. <laughs> now, interesting bit of trivia, which I may or may not have botched, but is Bret Hart the first person to retire Terry Funk? In, in Terry Funk's first retirement Possibly match? that 97 retirement that they talk about in Beyond the Match. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Maybe. But then again, surely he had a retirement in the 80s. I think he retired before then. He might have had multiple mm. retirements. I think Asusio needed did one of his retirement matches. Terry Funk also was in one of the coolest moments of WCW uh, in the late 80s where they uh, put a plastic bag on Ric Flair's head. Yeah, it's next level. A very, very, like, controversial... Mankind. Oh, here we My go. Favorite. Here he is. You have one of his socks. Again, another legend. Like, maybe at this point, the roster is, you know... How many people are we even in? It's got to be more than 15, maybe. Yeah. Has to be getting up towards 20 now. That's the thing also. Terry Funk and and Mick Foley had wrestled so many times in IWA, Mid-South, and Japan, doing, like, um, King of the Deathmatch and stuff. Yeah. So they've got history. Yeah. And then Mankind and The Rock would have history. And then Mankind and Kane would be a tag team and have history. Mankind and Austin. Mankind and Austin would have, you know, a huge feud in 98. Mankind and The Rock would be tag team champions. Uh, yeah. Rock and Sock Connection. Rock and connection. Yeah. Just Mankind and Brett never really did anything, which nah, is a shame. No. Same year Mankind became huge. Yeah, Brett Brett's kind of gone. They did the, they did the swap because mm. Mankind came from WCW. Yeah. Yeah, it's like 1997 as a whole is sort of the beginning of the end for Bret Hart, isn't it? It's so good and then it's just it's so all over. You can blame Bischoff for that. Just yeah. didn't know how to book him. Correct, yeah. yeah. yeah so terrib- many, what a terrible run. There's so many weird things that Bret did in WCW that common sense goes, why would you do that? Like making him a lackey for the NWO. Turning him heel and face a mm. few times. Oh, we got Flash Funk. Too Cold Scorpio, yeah? Too Cold yep. Scorpio. Now, listen to how Vince reacts to Flash Funk. He loves him. This is Wild Man level. Wow, that's a hell of a blue outfit, though. Yeah. Reminds me of MVP if he was cool. <laughs> oh, Brett just hitting a pile driver in a Royal Rumble. Got to do it, exactly. Now, had the crowd turned on Rocky, Rocky yet? Not no, no, yet. no. No, they still were into we're still, it. We're still two months in. He hasn't been quite force-fit down our throats. Not to the point. Right now, it's just like, ooh. Like, hang on, okay, he's a new guy. It's funny, that's talked about like it's like, oh, this big thing and they turned on him for so long and it was so bad. It's only about like three months. Then he gets injured and comes back as like The Rock and joins the nation. 
Like, they co course, course corrected so quickly back then. I mean, how long was he in the nation for? Was it a while? It's probably... A yeah, up until, up until mid, up until just before Survivor Series, nineteen ninety eight. So it's from ninety seven oh. to ninety eight. Yeah, oh. they wouldn't waste time back then if something wasn't getting over. Because it was also the same time when the Rock, uh, the Rock, and when you sort of think of uh, feuds that built the Rock as a character, the one that's very underrated is his feud with Farouk. Because that's the one that really sort of cemented him as that a-hole sort of... Like giving everyone Rolexes in the nation and then giving Farouk a picture of himself. Yeah, him stealing the nation from Farouk is pretty great. <laughs> oh, brilliant. For someone who's been in the Rumble since Pete, since engine number five, Austin's got his working boots on. Yeah, yeah. very much so. Yeah, Austin, it's such a shame if you sort of think what would happen if Austin didn't get injured. But it then it's one of those like butterfly like effect moments. Mm. Like would you get the the brawling Austin, the the working class blue collar Austin? Would you get the segments that he did while he was injured? Yeah, yeah. never. Never. Would he have a reason to stun Aust uh, McMahon for the first time? Not no, really. No. It was tied into him being injured. Oh no, we got the other one. There we go. Another Godwin. Yeah, this is this is painful. This part. The Texans love him. Oh, of course they do, because everyone's exactly the same as him. Yeah. <laughs> why do they get a bigger like cheer than the Nation of Domination? I know why. Hmm. Hmm. If only I could put my finger on it. It's like it's like what I said to the boys on the um the Hog Wild Hog show. Why is Harlem Heat getting booed? Yeah. In. Where was it? The Sturgis Biker in Rally. Sturgis Biker Rally in the middle of nowhere. I could tell you. Yes, <laughs> I, I have a very good, um, a very good guess. I'll let Nims tell you. Nims. <laughs> Say they're not from round here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're from the hood. <laughs> <laughs> No, there's too many people. Someone has to clear house. Yeah, there's that part of the rumble where you're like, get someone out. Who could oh. clear house? Yeah, it's got to be Taker. Feels like it. Yeah. There we go. And now look what at the crowd. A pop and the lights they, go They out. dim the lights. Does he come in from under the ring? Oh, that I was see him coming in from under the ring. Take it, just... Yeah, I'll do my entrance again. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's it. Take is number 30. Oh. So it ends with a pretty strong roster in the ring. Mm. Take a... When did he win the Royal Rumble? 07. At, at 30, right? He comes in at number it was thirty. Late. Yeah, it was very late. Yeah. yeah, 
And he has that awesome exchange with Shawn Michaels at mm. the end. And it's in Texas, actually. So, yeah. 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 And everyone thought Michaels was going to win. Yeah. They both end up main eventing WrestleMania anyway. They both get title matches. I still stand by that Shawn Michaels taking match. It would be the best WrestleMania match of all time if Shawn Michaels beat him. I really do think that because if that was the end of the streak, that would have been it. Yeah. They would never have spoken of the streak again. It would have been a thing. And it was like, Shawn Michaels did it. He overcame everything. And that would have been the greatest of all time. And he was someone that had a resume that could have ended yeah. Absolutely. Like, he got beat twice after that. And both of them shouldn't have happened. Mm. Like, neither of them needed it. Michaels, that would have, like, topped his career. Yeah. But even when the streak ended, it was, like, still okay. Him losing a second time just made it weird. That went, oh, okay, we shouldn't have done this. Which one? Which one? Like when Roman. he lost to Roman Reigns. Oh, when he lost to Roman Reigns. I, I, I was at that mania and I've blacked that out of my mind. Yeah, see? Isn't that bad? Like, <laughs> but see, it yeah. still would have made sense if he'd lost. And he retired. Put the code in. And retired. And then never come back. Yep. But the fact that he came back. Oh. What? glass shattered then on yeah the flash funk has been eliminated we just heard a bunch of crashing that's handy yeah. oh jesus oh! vader just did a fall away slam and just chucked everyone just funk. went no, no. <laughs> you just see two skull two cold scorpions soul leave his body yeah. also how did henry godwin get to be in this ending with all these guys yeah that, it's that's the odd one maybe he's one of the greatest of all time hey, yeah everyone here is like a hall of famer legit in the ring right now well I'm pretty sure aren't the Godwins in the hall of fame are they I don't know oh, no. it, it wouldn't are, surprise honestly. me and they were part of that BSK gang with the Undertaker yeah that's so I true I think they get that you know Yeah, because Phineas was at uh, Undertaker's weird farewell at Survivor Series. They both were. They just looked yeah. weird and not the same anymore. On the topic of uh, Undertaker's final farewell, I was sort of thinking to myself uh, a while back, like, oh, it's such a shame that he had to finish his legendary career in front of no one and his old mates. But then you sort of think, if you ended your career at WrestleMania 33, you would have had your moment. Like, yeah. You had your moment. Yeah. We've all, we, we've checked out now. Stop giving him moments because we can't care anymore. Yeah. People at WrestleMania in Orlando were like crying. We were, it was yeah. legit. There was a thank you. T they put a thank you take a shirt, they remember? Did. You're right. Yes, you're right. <laughs> yeah, because I remember the next night at Raw, like it was like, oh man, Undertaker retired. Like that was it. That was the big And it buzz. was amazing. And they kept showing the replays during Raw, like, yep. and the Undertaker has signified that he may be done. And 15 minutes of booing Roman Reigns straight that before he goes, it's my yard now. That was crazy. What a start to a show. And then it was all flushed down the <laughs> Daddy, cool 
Now, the commentary team would always, to me, like, how do we say diesel? We say diesel. Diesel, yeah. Sort of with a Z. Yeah, they say diesel, doesn't it? it? Always bugs always me. Does the, always does yeah. the diesel. Hearing him say it again, this is weird. Diesel. Which I guess makes it, there is an S there. Yeah, we are diesel. Australian. Yeah. We make everything yeah. lazy. So, seeing Rock go, like, trade barbs with Terry Funk is so strange. Yeah. There we go. You've got, like, the hardcore, almost deathmatch guy and, like, mm. the clean-cut pro wrestler. Blue chipper. Yeah. And they're also guys you don't even think, like, ever existed in the same time. Yeah. Like Terry Funk and The Rock, but they did. Yeah, I don't think we really need to see that uh, as a replay, but there you go. Taker's just eliminated... Ooh. He just eliminated one of the Godwins. I can't remember which one. Henry O? Henry O. Yeah, there we go. Not Midian. Not Midian. Oh, The Rock. Oh, yeah. The Rock, very green still. And he's gone. Mandible clawed out of the ring. Oh. So. Oh. So it's quite proceedings here in the Rumble at the moment, which is weird. That We sort of peaked and then went to a valley, and now we're back in another valley again. Yeah. But I feel like this picks up for the ending. Yeah. Because now, okay. So oh, no. We- oh. Double clothesline. I thought Mick Foley was going to skin the cat. So do you reckon this is an audible here and they were both meant to go over before and this is the way to fix it? Oh, no. Or maybe not. Maybe Foley, yeah. I think it was still meant to be both. Yeah. So now we got Austin, Vader, Mankind, There you Taker. go. That's the, that's the fixing up the audible. Oh, there. okay, yeah. Taker's just gone and uh, eliminated. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Was there any explanation, because it really has slipped my mind, why Terry Funk became Chainsaw Charlie? Supposedly, from what they say, is that, like, oh, no one would know who Terry Funk is. But clearly they... Well... He was only there a year before that. Yeah. yeah. And he didn't get he didn't get a reaction. Oh, Austin over the ropes. Big pop from the crowd. Sneaking back in. Yeah, no oh, one, I never. I, that's great. No that's one so the refs were dealing with Terry good. Funk and Mick Foley because he was a heel. Yeah. That's brilliant. And he just ran in and threw out Vader and Taker, and then yeah, see you later, bro. Oh! There it is. It's a. That's an awesome ending. That's amazing. And look at Fred. Look, look at Fred. I completely forgot about that. I was like, hang on. I thought Austin wins. Yeah, yes, yeah, that's awesome. Really cool Look at Brett. They should do that again. That's a yeah. that's a really good ending. And yeah, Brett is just so angry because he thinks he should have won. They did. Yeah. Remember they did the finish when when Roman Reigns was put through a table and then came went, came back 55, 55 minutes later to win. Yeah, but it's it's they haven't done it within the last couple of seconds where it's been like it's a clear elimination. Yeah. And, they just and then ran back in, in. And threw everyone out. But just angry, outraged Brett. So here's another thing. You remember how so we were good. saying, like, Brett's slow heel turn starts here. 
it's, yeah. yeah, it's pretty extreme. Because look mate. at this. Because this is not a guy that you would want to cheer. I don't think there is a hardcore Bret Hart fan that's not gone. Come on, man. All right, look, we get it. But get over it, Bret. You're being a sore yeah. loser, yeah. Good guys don't react to losses like this. And look, yeah. now he rants to Vince. Look at Vince's error. Vince is like, I don't write this show. <laughs> This is also a nice little shade of grey where the curtain's pulled back just that slight bit. Just yeah, like, it's like, why are you yelling at the commentator guy? Yeah, exactly. He's it's like, what's he got to do with it? Yeah. yeah, He didn't do anything. And JR, yeah. oh. JR doing... Vince J- is pissed. JR is doing the... Uh, JR is essentially... So this is the best way I can explain it is like... So imagine you're on the train with your friends and a weird crackhead comes up and starts <laughs> yelling at one of your friends. You're doing your best to just ignore it. Yeah. Just ignore it, but one of your friends like, hey, come on, man, look. We, just go away, would you? That's what JR is doing. Brett is livid right now. Absolutely livid. Oh, very, very. <laughs> He's too hot about it. Yeah. I think Brett feels like a sore loser in real life, and that's why he can yeah. just tap into it so well. No, here. no. He's a sore loser in real life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But he also gets screwed over so much yeah. in but the last look at, year. Look at this. So good. What's Austin's the, out. What's the quote? Brett screwed Brett? Yeah, yeah. that's it. That's such a technicality. Yeah. That's a Shawn Michaels. One foot's got to hit the floor. <laughs> that which which is so wild about that Brett, like the whole Shawn Michaels thing. That one foot hits the floor. It's because his foot wasn't meant to hit the floor in that rumble. Yeah. Before that rumble, it was a rule that if you get chucked over the top row and your foot hits the floor, you're out. Look at Brett's mate. Brett is so angry. But you know what? Mm. One of the like the the best finishes ever. Mm. Yeah. yeah. That's it though. If you end on a great finish, that's what, that's what people remember. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's kind of like in the grand scheme of the rumble, that was a good one. Like in terms of like. Like, for example, look at 2020 Royal Rumble. Everyone was crapping on Lesnar doing that thing, but in the big picture that they were painting, it actually worked out really good. Yeah, it paid off, yeah. yeah. The story you're telling. I think that's how they've kept the Royal Rumble fresh, though, with the creative, weird, different endings they've done. Yeah. Look at that. The Bret Hart fans are livid. Yeah. Grown man in the pink sunnies, the Brett shirt. He's got a Brett sign. I love that dude's telling Vince. That lady's telling Vince. Come on, Vince. Yeah. Oh yeah, he's white. She knows. Very angry. Meanwhile, Paul Schaefer just behind Vince's head. Fairly <laughs> <laughs> oh, <yeah>. nonplussed. <laughs> so he's gone from Phil Collins to Paul Schaefer. <laughs> well, here we go. The dramatic title match promo video. Now this one feels like a TMZ kind of thing. Hmm. It's going to take more than being a man. (laughs) (laughs) With a camera. And that's so great because the crowd just keeps cheering Sid. Sid, Like that Madison Square Garden crowd was there for Sid and Mm. Sid only. 
Oh, how good's the burning name? Yeah, burning Sid Pyro is cool. Our theory was because the Royal because uh, the Warrior was meant to be a big thing in 1996, and then Amscrade they had all this pyro budget left over, so they thought, ah, oh, give Sid a. You are right, though, um, Neil, about the way that Shawn Michaels carries that winged eagle belt. It fits him perfectly. Yeah. Carries it right. Yeah. Oh, graphic design. That's just... <laughs> and also the best elbow drop of all time. Yeah, see, no, I think Shawn Michaels, like, because of Macho Man, he doesn't get the credit. His elbow drop is... Pretty damn. He hangs, he, he, like, Michaels hangs in the air longer than Macho. And he also does, he does. that little he added flare of, like, he mm. touches like his up. arm to turn yeah. it, yeah, and puts it up. And sometimes in DX, like, in the 97 era when he was still, like, at his athletic peak, he would do the suck it, the crotch chop, while in the air before doing the elbow. Oh, that's like, sick. That's, that's cool. <laughs> Now, had he lost his smile yet and come back, or is this? Yeah, yeah, the smile's gone. It's been no, found. no, no. That's Isn't it? Just after this, yeah. Oh yeah, that's why. Because he, that's why he doesn't. Month, yeah, that's why, why he doesn't do the rematch with Brett at WrestleMania why 13. Why isn't the champ at WrestleMania yeah. 13? He loses his smile on the road to WrestleMania. Here we go. A pre-taped interview with Shawn Michaels. Who legit, as the story goes, had a really bad flu this day. I don't want this flu to be any excuse to anybody because it doesn't matter how I... It's like the Michael Jordan flu game. Yeah, this I, is I, the flu I, game. I genuinely thought it was because of the, the Jordan thing. Yeah. It was like, oh, we'll make it feel like he's like got an excuse, but then he's still the best. Hmm. Well, that's interesting then. Yeah, I wonder if it is real or not. What is it? Wouldn't surprise me, 97. It does sound real though. Wow. Yeah. He looks like Michael Pierce Hayes. <laughs> yeah, I think I think that's sort of the the vibe he ended up. There's having. a lot of haze going on here. I think this is all. Yeah, Michael's when he was at his most inebriated. A lot of times. <laughs> like I've got the flu. It's like I woke up hungover a couple of weeks ago and I was like, I've got COVID. It's like no, I was just really hungover. <laughs> What an outfit! Oh though. yes, it's so good. That Texas outfit of Shawn Michaels with the red, blue... So good. Texas tie, so good. And the hat. And the mirrors. And the mirrors. And there's Jose in in his suit. Just a suit. But Shawn always acted like Jose wasn't even there. He really didn't want any of this to happen. Probably fair enough. Yeah. It really (laughs) didn't fit. Yeah. Is that the heartbreak? Is the heart heart on Heartbreak Kid on his backside? Of course it is. The shape of... Texas? Yeah, it's yeah. The Texas. But it wasn't always that, was no, it? No, no, just yeah. for this special yeah. outfit, yeah. That's amazing. Mm. I've never seen this. That's brilliant. Oh, 
Like in DX, he had a version of the tights with X's over the hearts too. Mm. Yeah. A green and black version. That's right. That's his uh, default attire in WWF Attitude. Attitude. (laughs) Shawn Michaels put some effort into his outfit. He really does. Except in Survivor Series 2002. Uh, Unfortunately, (laughs) yeah. The brown tights and the short bob haircut. Oh, the short bob haircut. It's not good. This, though. Was that the the Illumination Chamber? Yeah, the Chamber. Jose's like, don't touch the people. And Sean's like, shut up. <laughs> you don't, don't tell me what to do, old man. <laughs> yeah, you're not my real dad. This is in a pre-COVID world where you could touch people. Yeah. Exactly. He could kiss the girls. It Always is... weird when they would, like, kiss girls hmm. in the crowd. That's a lawsuit now. <laughs> I know. Oh, here it is. There's the, the UFO lighting. Neil's taking notes so he could build one for MCW. <laughs> <laughs> and Shawn Michaels in-ring pyro though you know like the side to side shooting pyro yeah, it's pretty so awesome. good it kicks in in that guitar solo yeah always awesome here it is so good like I know later on he would use it on the stage when he would do his prayer taunt but That's in the right. ring is like you know. So, fun fact that someone pointed out on Reddit: Shawn Michaels has been a born again Christian for longer than he was an a hole. Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, there you go. Okay. Yeah. That's good. He was an a hole. Long time. Yeah. <laughs> but then, yeah, he, he found um, he found the Lord, and Jesus gave him a new back <laughs> in uh, two thousand and one, wasn't it? 2002. No, no, 2001 is when he... Oh, yeah, he gets this. Yeah, yeah. Because remember, he was meant to be at WrestleMania X7. Yes. Everyone thought he was going to be in the Gimmick Battle Royal. Yeah. He was in Texas. Yeah, but uh, he was that out of it... Uh, It's actually in his his, um, DVD, the one of the... I can't remember which one, what it was called. But uh, they, they found him, like, backstage just completely passed out. And even Triple H couldn't vouch for him. It was just like, it's like, ah, oh, damn it. And he really didn't show up in 2001 at all no. until he returns in 2002. 2002, yeah. Yeah, which is weird, but I remember yeah. popping huge. I lost my mind. Yeah. That's one of the only few times, like, sitting at home, I literally jumped out of my chair. Yeah. Because I was like, holy shit. <laughs> oh, he's an absolute unit, isn't he? He just looks so weird, though. <laughs> Peak Sid, though, was like something else. Like right here, for whatever reason, yeah. nobody was more absolute popular. Absolute mammoth. So, yeah, so huge, this jacked. Was- this was give you a weird. This is just how weird the wrestling business is. So Sid can blow off wrestling uh, events to go play softball. He can stab on Anderson with scissors, and yet still get a push in both WWF and WCW as their main guy. Just something all, about Sid. All whilst having two minute noodle hair. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That is Maggie Noodles right just Look on at his that. head. That's that's pre-Justin Timberlake in NSYNC in 2000. Here it is. Okay, notice this. Sid doesn't high-five. He punches the high-fives. Oh, they're catching on. Now they're they catching get it. on. Don't put your hands out, you idiots. 
Like, look how aggressive his fist bumps are. He, yeah, he's like... He's an aggressive man. That's probably why he, like, busted his knee. Like, he was that aggressive in jumping off. Just, oh, landed on it and banged. Yeah. That's something we Ooh. Man, he did a double fist bump there with that person. <laughs> See, look at him smile. He loved it. He loves it so much. We've said this before. Like, he can be healer. He doesn't care. He's just like, oh, I'm just happy to be here. <laughs> hey. <laughs> See? What's that smell? I smell a power bomb, is what he just said. That's fantastic. Wow. Look at that two-minute noodles here. It's fantastic. Sid there Pyro. it is, the Sid Pyro. crazy that this like Sid like Psycho Sid is in the main event multiple times in the WWF like he's the, he's the main guy yeah. yeah well he essentially stole the run that Vader was meant to have yeah. he caught yeah. fire and they just went with it yeah but he really originally he took Ultimate Warrior spot in that six man. Yeah. So he stole the face main event push of the Warrior and then the heel main event push of, of Vader, Vader. Yeah. Simultaneously and ended up main eventing Survivor Series and the Royal Rumble. So another weird one during the uh, the Attitude Era and the Monday Night Wars. There's only a handful of people, and when, I'm when I say handful, there's only like four people that hold uh, both the WCW and the WWF title at the same time. Sid. Hogan, Flair, and The Big Show. Oh, as in real, like, legit in both separate companies. Yeah. And Kevin Nash. Oh, yeah, and Kevin Nash, of course. I forget about that. Oh, yeah, Bret so hard, I guess, but... Mm. Yeah, yeah. But, like, right in the midst Booker of T? the... Oh, the real... The real, yeah. Didn't Booker T do it too? Booker T only uh, never won a WWF title. Not during not the during the not during the Monday okay. Night Wars, okay, okay, yeah. Okay. yeah people. Oh, as in while they were both existing. Yeah, while they were yeah. both oh, like, yeah, okay, yeah, 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 gotcha. Like right now, the the lineages are just so crossovery. But yeah, yeah, okay. Sid is the name you wouldn't expect to be no. one of them, but he was definitely not. Like if you said Flair Hogan, yeah, I could see that. Yeah. Diesel, yep, because he was champion for so long. Big name. Sid. Sid. Yeah. Sid, someone. If you were to like write out the best twenty wrestlers ever. I don't think a lot of people have Sid <laughs> no, on that list. No, no. You can put the, the best 40 wrestles ever, and I don't Even, think Sid... Well, <laughs> yeah, it's so wild that he can main event something like this. Yeah. And most people, like, as as I said at the start, he looks like Kane a little bit. Yeah. Like, 
when he has that like noodle hair, which mm. is just such an unappealing kind of hair. He's such a basic looking wrestler. Yeah. Oh, but but when God. he does stuff like that, <laughs> yeah, it's cool. Oh! See, that's why Michaels is one of the best ever. It's the best wrestlers in my book are the ones where you're like, are the ones where a, like a move like that will happen. Someone puts them over their head and you're like, why don't you do something about it? And they mm. do something about it. Yeah. You're like, oh, that's oh, redneck. Yep. Oh, it's Jose Lothario's son. Jesus. <laughs> and the other thing too with Michaels, going back to his versus, uh, versatility, all of his matches, like he treats the opponent differently. Mm. Like, I love Bret Hart, but Bret Hart wrestles the same match with everyone. The same match, every single match. Every single match. Even The Undertaker. I love The Undertaker. I love Bret Hart. Same match, every match, essentially. Yeah. When it comes to wrestling big men, I think Sean has the advantage. If you look at his matches against the same opponents as Bret, yeah. Sean's ones are better. Yep. To me, I think Sean had better matches with The Undertaker, obviously. Mm -hmm. Better with Sid. Yep. Better with Vader. And that the thing about a small man like like oh even like a not a not a huge man like everyone else but with Brett he he had to wrestle things differently. Yeah. When you're a big man, you have the same four or five moves that you know you put these on and then that's the end of the match. Yeah. With Brett, he goes, okay, well, I've got to do something different against this guy because sweet chin music's not going to work because I can't kick him seven foot in the air most of the time without him I gotta, being completely out of yeah, it. Yeah, i got to move to more aerial move. So i got to like chop down the tree kind of thing. Sort of. I, I think that's why my favorite wrestlers is like, you know, Jeff Hardy, Shawn Michaels, those kind of guys is because it has to be, or like, obviously not Jeff Hardy over the last like five years, but mm. when he was at his best, it had to be something different to win. Yeah. You couldn't just put on that same formula. And a prime example of like, you want to, like, a lot of people do write off Jeff Hardy as a spot monkey, but look at his battles, like the, the famous match against Taker. Taker match. My and, favorite match ever. And. Like a very very underrated uh, feud that doesn't get the uh, the kudos it deserves. His feud with CM Punk, very like, good. That that's was awesome. such a good one, but no one ever mentions it. Or his feud with Edge. Yeah, another one. Yeah, his first like title win, him Edge and Triple H. Just mm. like he had to just do what he could. Like it couldn't just be whisper in the wind and swanton, mm. and that was it. It always had to be things that you go. And with this, it can't just be switching music. Yeah, you have to like look at his ladder matches couldn't just be switching music you couldn't rely on that one move and i love wrestlers like that the, the problem with big wrestlers and, or big men is it always has to be your big three or four moves to win the match and that's it and that's why ladder matches very rarely have big men in them yeah they're always your medium to smalls because you know you've got more than two match two or three moves in your repertoire to make this like to finish off a match yeah exactly you're like you're not going to like look at this this sort of stuff it's adapting to what the match type yeah. is like yep. because their first one they were meant to both be friends and they were wrestling yeah mm. but this one Sid cheated so now he's wrestling more aggressive it's and different and HBK's also got the like that bit of I need to get vengeance for Jose yeah so it's a different like match. from the get go like from the time the bell rang that was a different attitude by Michaels mm. and it really shows whereas Sid Sid plays a little bit into the a-holeness here too yeah like look at him he's been a bit more smug 
That's very good. Yeah. He gets winded dialing long distance. Look, for, like, for all the valid criticism that Jerry Lawler deserves, he does have some good lines oh, now and then. In his joke book, there's a mm. couple of crackers. A couple is right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Shawn Michaels being very irresponsible by wrestling with the flu by today's standards. Yes. Yeah. If this... <laughs> If this, if this was 2020, uh, Sean, with his flu-like symptoms, would have to get tested. <laughs> and then would, yeah, until he gets his results back. So it would be like Sid versus one of those uh, lucha dudes or whatever. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just as a sub-in. And everyone that was a close contact in the Royal Rumble. <laughs> is gone. Yeah. yeah. If you, I'd love to see that. If you are entrant 1 through 15... <laughs> please quarantine. Please immediately get tested. Anyone from 15 to 20, check for symptoms. Yeah. That ring always seemed painful. Like, it does just... Well, it's like they were saying how, you know, um, they changed from the blue, the steel blue bars cage to the chain link mesh fence because when you threw someone into the blue bars, there was no give. Like, it just hurt. It just hurt. I so, believe the ring hurt too. Mick Foley talks about it in his book. They changed the ring after Hell in a Cell wow. because this ring supposedly had no give. There you go. I think they changed it after someone fell to their death too. <laughs> well, that's probably part yeah. of it too. I, like, I, I, I watched something, I think it was on Owen, and they said after Owen fell, they changed the ring completely. Oh, wow. And they lied about it and said, no, it has give. Yeah. Uh, and then it... It didn't have any give. Oh, was that the Dark Side of the Ring, Doco? No, it was a different one. It was some, like, it definitely wasn't Dark Side of the Ring, but it was something like it that I watched on, on Owen. And yeah, it was about how much they, they said that they the ring was the same before, <sighs> and it just wasn't. Can, now, now, this is all I'm good for for wrestling podcasts. Can we just appreciate Sid's tan? Oh, he looks good. He's, yeah. It's nice. Is, is that Michael's parents? Yeah. You look at Shawn Michaels' dad and you look at Shawn Michaels now, he looks like that. Old? <laughs> yeah, like old. He's got the short hair. What, we're, like wearing sh- the shaved head and the baseball cap like yeah, what Shawn does now? Always covering. Uh, Remember? Shawn should have committed to the skullet like Michael Hayes has yeah. and Paul Heyman did for years. Remember that was the big talking point of WrestleMania Media Day 2018 because it was the day after Michaels came out with no hair. It was the showstopping. And everyone's like, media. That Whoa. was the media talk. Yeah. Oh my God, he got a haircut. Yeah. He should never have done and it. And at Super Showdown, how he was wearing his hat. And his hat, yeah. And he was wearing the headband thing. Yeah. I was like, oh, yeah. no. He my really childhood. Mu- not then, comfortable yeah. with being bald. And then at uh, Super Showdown, actually just wrestling bald. And it was like, oh, this match is terrible and you're bald. I feel so bad. See, at least Kane has the ability to stitch hair into his mask. Yeah. Sean should have worn a Sean Michaels mask. (laughs) (laughs) What's great in in hindsight when they showed, uh, when they openly talk about how bad that match is in the last ride, Doco, it opens up with Sean backstage going, missed it by that much. I think he knew it sucks. That much. Isn't the match when Triple H like blows his 
Yep. Peck. Upper body. Peck, uh, yep. And he's just dangling there. Kane's and mask Kane comes off. The mask. So and good. he tries to cover his face like we've never seen his face yeah. before. <laughs> oh, my God. It's Oh, we've seen it. Yeah. Is that corporate yeah. Kane? I yeah. didn't know him and Kane. <laughs> Wait a minute. Kane? That's Mayor Glenn Jacobs. You said you were sick with the flu. <laughs> it's got to be Glenn Jacobs. <laughs> oh, no. See, Meg, Meg, Meg Glenn Jacobs doesn't believe Morgan in the flu mask. currently. Oh, and the Morgan oh, mask. No. Either, so really ironic. No. Oh, What was What was... That's the headline was Glenn Jacobs uh, rejects proposal for masks. Yes, that Glenn Jacobs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that sucks. He seems like such a smart guy. Yeah, <laughs> clearly not. It's a shame that both brothers of destruction are. Yeah, it is hard to feel sorry for Red the Undertaker when, when he's yeah. wearing like police life matters t shirt mm. and stuff like that. Oh. They, uh, yeah, like Kane, Kane seems smart though. But it's he is smart. Probably he's that. just from the south where it's the majority. Yeah, I don't think it's what he actually believes. Yeah, but it's what he has to believe mm. to, to get be the mayor. To, yeah, because if he came out and said no, everywhere everyone wear a mask, Black Lives Matter, he <laughs> wouldn't be mayor. Oh, he's not mayor. so good, and he'll be doing more Saudi shows. <laughs> he would be Kane again. For Time. Yeah. Oh, what a nice sequence. Oh, there. good bump. These two work really well together. Is this yeah. the only match they ever had together? No, nah, the one at Survivor Series prior to this is. Oh, yeah, was, was, yeah it was the um, title match, yeah. Because Sean didn't have the flu. I don't know, man. For someone with the flu, it's pretty good. But this was the only program they worked together. Yeah, that was. Oh, 95, but they never had a match. Because Sid was Sean's bodyguard. Oh, my God, what's he going to do? Oh, oh, that was, like the that was super safe. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so this is this is the my favorite headline. So Tennessee Mayor Glenn Jacobs votes against wearing masks. Mayor Glenn Jacobs, who for over twenty years wrestled as the masked cane in WWE, <laughs> voted no to mandate masks in the fight against COVID nineteen. But I love when news outlets put their little editorial spin on. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Oh no! Yes, the Hebner's ref, ref bumps are so good. Sid. Man, the crowd is no, 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 no. Can you imagine, like, it would be so great if the same rules of wrestling applied in actual other sports. Like, let's just say the shot clock's counting down and all of a sudden someone just rips it out of the wall. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, the shot clock! There's no shot clock! He punched the ref, so that shot didn't count. Yeah. Like, yeah. In hockey, the ref gets knocked down. It went into the net. The ref didn't see it! Yeah. <laughs> you only see what you call oh Oh, here we go. Now, Sean. Oh, oh that's such a planted camera. They were showing yeah. him for like the last two minutes. I'm like, that's weird. They're showing a camera. Bang. Just oh. revenge for Survivor Series. Oh, oh, bush. That's fantastic. He covered up. Sid just like crossed his key. Yeah, covered like, up. I don't want to hurt. Yeah, I don't want to take the oh, bump. No, oh, he just popped him in the head. The ref. There's no ref. Oh, I Standard love Earl count. Here it is. Earl just... The slow slither of now watch Earl Hebner. Watch, look at that giant guy in the crowd. They're going to lose their minds. One. Two. Oh! oh! That much. 
See, not a long match, but this is just, yeah, like they just went to That's the excitement. This is look at that. Everyone is on their feet. Now the crowd is dead. loving like, it. Oh, they're going off. He did like a massive falling super oh, kick. So <laughs> I know. Earl. Earl is just. Oh. And the crowd have lost it. It's a pretty fun main event. Very fun. Like. But it's another one of those ones where Sid and Sean just meld together. They fit. Yeah. yeah. And their first match is real different. They do more like technical wrestling. This one's more That's of a That's professional wrestling. Role. Yeah. Yeah. What's that? He won. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's my, my boy. <laughs> well done, Sean. <laughs> yeah, she's like, good job. Sean's like, now I never want to see you at one of my matches again. <laughs> yeah. This wraps it all up, old man. Get out of here. <laughs> I'm pretty sure we never see Jose again. Because this wraps it up in Texas, hometown, yeah. and we're done. It never felt right with Sean's personality to have this old man hanging around. Yeah. Look at that. Especially because his music's about being a sexy boy toy. <laughs> and he's got this old dude just going, yeah, sick. <laughs> and yeah, he's doing his stripper boy. entrance and he's like, yeah, take it off, Sean. It's <laughs> very odd. And Jose Lothario joins in. Well, yeah. There we go. Raw Rumble 97. All right, let's go around the room. Neil, thoughts? Rumble was great for the last 10 minutes. You had, a, I, I think, a, a pretty solid, like, six or seven out of ten for the first three matches. The, the <laughs> fourth match was probably the worst match I've ever seen in my life. But then to top it off in San Antonio with Shawn Michaels winning, that bumped it up a couple levels. But you know what? In terms of like how Raw Rumbles run, you disregard the middle. You take out the March or the... the what was I going to say? Macho match. Um, the Lucha. Lucha, not Macho. The Lucha match and... It bumps it up a bit, but because of the Lucha match, I think we, we take it down a couple of steps. What about you, Owen? Yeah, quite similar. Um, I thought... I really liked Gold Dust and Trips. I thought it was a really enjoyable match to watch. Um, and Taker and Vader was just kind of like an old-school brawl. And then same as um, Ahmed Johnson and Farouk, that was just like chaos. Um, but yeah, the Rumble was a bit wishy-washy and okay. The main was... a was like perfect pro wrestling storytelling like good spots so much build shenanigans at the end yeah. I'll give it like a six, like a six and a half out of, out of ten yeah it, it, it really is sort of almost everything you want Simon thoughts uh, for me like the Royal Rumble it's all about Steve Austin his performance is great and yeah that ending sequence is insane mm -hmm. it's so good and then the main event honestly the main event was better than I remembered Mm. I always thought the Survivor Series match was the one that was better, but watching that again, yeah, different style with the massive crowd, it was really good. I think it's worth a watch for really echoing. Uh, it's an easy watch. Echoing uh, what you guys have also said about the the weird luchador match in the middle that with the Mexicans, it's the equivalent of having a fantastic meal at a great restaurant, but the the uh, so the entree is fantastic. They bring out a dinner roll, but inside that dinner roll is just a lump of dog crap <laughs> that you didn't know about. You've eaten it, 
you think, okay, great. Oh, I don't know what the hell that was. Then out comes the delicious main, but you're still thinking, I've just eaten crap. <laughs> <laughs> so that really does bump it down a little bit. But it's yeah, not even, it's not even dog crap. It's just something you heard another table audio like, yeah. and then you get it. You're like, I didn't know what it is. Exactly. Yeah. So it that match really does not bring it down a couple of notches. However, it's still a pay for you that uh, I would I'd say go out of your way to watch a little bit. Yeah. It's very in the terms of the players that are in there. Like like you said, the Triple H Gold Dust match. Ahmed Johnson uh, and just the inexplicable amount of Godwins <laughs> yeah exactly and honestly like the Royal Rumble compared to World War 3 which which we watched no comparison a Royal Rumble match even like an okay one for the most part till the great ending better than World War 3 one of the best endings to a Rumble yeah it's I think. so good like you, you you take the last five minutes of that Rumble better than perfect any rumble in the last 10 years I'd say so that wraps up another edition of reliving the war it is a good way to start the year for the WWF but not perfect so now it's up to WCW to respond and I for one cannot wait for Simon and I to cover the next WCW pay-per-view NWO sold out so make sure you keep an eye on the Grey Wolf socials and podcast feeds for that one and while you're at it make sure you take in some of the other great content we've got on offer here the NBL is in full swing. Ned and Fitz have you covered with our Grey Wolf Hoops podcast. And we even bounce around with everything from music to getting our buddy Jay a divorce on Grey Wolf Pack Chat. Either way, do not miss a moment. Like our social. Stay up to date. Grey Wolf ENT on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And we'll see you next time for another episode of Reliving the War right here on the Grey Wolf Entertainment Network. This has been another presentation from the Grey Wolf Entertainment Network, greywolfentertainment.net.